Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, live sports in the middle of July. TBT and the LBK from the USA, we're getting to that. And also Joey McGuire, Jeff Trailer, and Portal Protocol. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you today. And I'll be damned. Let me check the clock and the count. July 19th. I swear this says we have live sports to discuss today because the basketball tournament is back in the LBK. TBT action coming to you beginning this evening from United Supermarkets Arena. Of course, we got the Air Raiders back in the mix with many of our favorite Red Raiders back in red and black. If Tech is a winner, uh, I believe this is a Wednesday, Friday, Sunday kind of schedule, but we got lots of hoops coming to the 806, Chris. And this is an event that first got my attention last year. I got into it watching Tech's team a little bit, got familiar with the Elam ending, which is one of the more intriguing parts of this tournament. And I remember seeing some of the environments on television and thinking, man, this would be cool if we could get this in Lubbock. I wonder what kind of showing you would have. You would have. Well, we're about to find out because you got it at the USA, man, and it should be a lot of fun uh, beginning tonight. Yeah, I, I'm like you. I think I'm, I'm kind of new to the to the 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 tournament and kind of the how it works and and all those things. But you know, I think there's been some folks at, at Texas Tech that have been kind of, you know, heavily involved from the beginning. And I think kind of saw some uh, – had a vision and saw an opportunity. And I think Clark Lambert and Andrew Sorrells are, are two guys that kind of really pushed uh, – they're both former players, obviously. And, and they uh, they kind of pushed and kind of saw like a, uh, you know, an opportunity to, to maybe get the, the thing here. And so <clears> – <throat> you start seeing roster announcements and things like that. Uh, and, and, but as I've been around these guys, I guess I was around them on Sunday. And then again, yesterday afternoon, it, it's awesome. I mean, it's like, uh, if, if you, you know, cause I've been broadcasting for this particular sport for 14, 15 years now. And then obviously went to school here in the mid nineties and, and, and then never, never left. And Calvin, you've got a great, you know, body of work of memories of tech basketball too. And it, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm seeing so many of these guys under one roof and it's not just the guys that are playing in this tournament uh, for, for the, the air Raiders, if you will, uh, the, the, the roster, I think between roster and, and coaches and players and everything like that, I think it spans nine different eras all the way back to coach Myers or somebody that either played or coached with or whatever from from the last everybody except for Grant McCaslin, who hasn't coached a, a game yet here. Every other coach is kind of repped by somebody on the on the roster or coaching staff. And can you give wild. me can you give me the Myers connection? That blew me the, head, the head coach it's Jason Stout. Uh, Jason Stout well, yeah. was a manager. So Robert Brashear, uh, who was going to be an assistant coach, he was an assistant for Coach Myers and for Coach Dickey. He originally hired Jason Stout to be 
uh, a manager way back in the, I, I guess that would have been early nineties maybe. And, um, and, and anyway, coach Stout has actually been a, and I don't have all the year specifics, but yeah. coach Stout's been involved with the NBA for 23 straight years. Not an old guy by any means. I mean, this is somebody that I don't even know if he's as old as me, if he's, if he's 50 yet, but he's been a, he's a currently he's an NBA scout that works for the wizards and he lives in Phoenix and he's worked for a variety of NBA teams. But anyway, that's the kind of the connection that goes way, way back. That's cool. Uh, it, it is. And then like John Roberson, obviously with the whole night era and, and all that, and he's the oldest guy on the team, but like I'm, I'm there yesterday and it's like, you know, I walk into the building and I see, and Adonis Arms is staring at me, and then Bryson Williams is staring at me, and Norrence is in the lobby talking to people, and then then I'm well, watching this team scrimmage and everything and practice, and Jay Crockett, you know, walks in. Uh, Keenan Evans has been here all week. Damn, uh, can we got any eligibility left with any of these bad boys? Because these are some heavy hitters you're running off here. And these are guys I would tell you, and, and obviously Jarrett Culver has been around yeah. all week. Uh, these are guys, though, that I think are going to be asked to be involved with this particular event going forward. And I think they will try to make what everybody sees tonight and hopefully Friday and Sunday an annual occurrence. Uh, because I think there's a lot of thought that Lubbock is going to try to, you know, or, or, the, or the folks in charge are really going to try to do their best to make this an annual occurrence for as long as this kind of event exists. And it's just, I don't know, it's hard to explain it because there were times, Callan, I mean, you know this, of, of watching all these players and thinking about all these eras, there were times when, you know, Ronald Ross is an assistant coach for this deal. Yeah. Well, he helped push that night era. You know, you're, you're going into the tournaments, you're, you're sweet 16 in it, you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're really kind of doing some things. And then, you know, Roberson was kind of on the – you know, when it did kind of dipped a bit and he was kind of like part of the NIT runs and trying to get it, get it back. And then, you know, poor Gocher and, uh, you know, Crockett walks in and Dayon Kravitz is on this team and they were really a part of a transition that was really rough for this, this basketball program. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, and so it, it, you've got <laughs> I hadn't seen Dayon Kravitz since uh, tech waxed. Seton Hall coached by that guy that was stealing purses from Dillard's. <laughs> Bobby Gonzalez? Is that his? I can't I think, remember. I think you may have been right. <laughs> it, 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 and I'm trying to remember the player involved, but we had a uh, we had uh, a nut nut hitting incident. That uh, was Dayon. Codular yeah, Zing. He took a codular yeah. Zing. Yeah. This is gonna be uh, so much fun, man. These yeah, familiar faces. And, and I'm and and I will tell you, they feel some pressure. I, I think bet. because Lubbock has really showed a lot of interest and you were rewarded with a, a host site. Yeah. Um, I think they feel, you know, some pressure and, and with that, you know, cause coach, so here, here was the other funny thing. First today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn jobs. And in this day and age, every new hire can feel like a huge gamble. And when we're talking about your business or livelihood, that's not ideal, but LinkedIn jobs is here to help by helping you find the best qualified candidates available fast and for free all on one easy to use and secure platform simple but specific targeting tools allow you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize 
who you'd like to consider. They go beyond just resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates faster than anyone else. So go to linkedinjobs.com slash locked on college. That's linkedinjobs.com slash locked on college today to identify the most qualified candidates and connect with them fast and for free. Just like a bad hire could sink your ship, the right hire could take your business to new heights this year. And it's no coincidence that small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. It's so easy. Even a podcast host could do it. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free today with LinkedIn jobs. Terms and conditions apply. So here, here was the other funny thing. I think this is almost this is almost like a part two of the conversation, but yeah, it um, this has been great for Grant McCaslin. This event, this homecoming, because at no other time that I've ever been around or seen, and it not to mean it doesn't exist. I just wasn't aware of it, but have have this many guys been back here on campus at the same time, and we're talking. These are all pros. These are all guys that play professionally that are still trying to make a go of it in the NBA or or playing for big dollars. I mean, Jay Crockett, I'm like, hey, man, where are you playing now? He's like, Japan. You know, what, what Keenan Evans, where, where are you playing at? Lithuania. I mean, and, and these are some big-time overseas leagues. Like, they're getting big-time dollars and, and playing in front of sold-out crowds and all these things. But it's been fun to watch Grant be able to have all these guys get to know him, and yeah. and then and then his team scrimmages uh, this TBT team on Monday. You know they 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 scrimmaged them this past Monday just to kind of get prepared for uh, you know the the games uh, you know tonight. And so I just think it's kind of I don't know, I think it's been really good for Grant kind of meshing the past with his current and and letting him get to know these guys because he's known who these guys are or, and even coached against them in, in some instances. But yeah. I think it's been a win-win for, for Grant and for, for Lubbock so far. Well, you got to give me something in on, uh, on Monday. What are you seeing? Anybody showing out? <laughs> kind of, I'm talking current Red Raiders because we hadn't even had a peek at what this group looks like, but that's pretty interesting to consider. Yeah. Uh, not only a scrimmage, but scrimmage in a team like this with some uh, seasoned and older guys. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, will, I will say that, you know, Grant mentioned yesterday that, you know, Joe Toussaint has just gotten here. He did not participate in that scrimmage on Monday because he's – I think his first practice was, you know, on, on Tuesday. Uh, Devin Cambridge has been in the building but is just now beginning his process. So you're without those two yeah. of your latest additions – I think I think Warren Washington was a handful. Uh, I think uh, Pop Isaacs, as you would expect, was was a was a problem. Uh, but uh, I, I think the TBT guys did did fairly well. Um, and, and again, it's a bit disjointed. It's a bit. I think the older guys got a bit tired. The younger guys, you, you know, <laughs> the, the younger guys with the current team, you know, you you could just tell the difference between a pro, a seasoned pro, because I mean. Some of these guys playing for this TBT deal, they they have they are like grizzled vets. Yes. I mean, like all of a sudden, 
Like, you know, they, they, they've been overseas for six to eight years and, you know, that they've been, they've been playing in a variety of different leagues and against, you know, talent and, and all that. And it's kind of, it's pretty fascinating to kind of see the versions of them now. And what yeah. I remember of them as a college player. And it's, it's very different. Um, I mean, I don't know if I could do it, Cowan. I'm like talking to Jay Crockett yesterday. I'm like, I'm like, so Japan, he goes, yeah. I go, is that a good experience for you? Or, or, or like, tell me how that works. Um, Cause they have to go where the opportunity is and where the money sure. is and all that. They don't get to pick their teammates or pick their necessarily their location. You well, and compared maybe, to other general vocations in the States, uh, pretty good money too. <laughs> right. I, I, I think so. But um, I, I'm excited about what's to come tonight. I think they play uh, the, a team called the purple hearts. Uh, it's coached by a former NBA guy named Dwayne Coswell that I think played for the Sacramento Kings for a long, long time. It's it's some mid major guys uh, on paper. You 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 would appear to be a lot better, but oh okay. The, There's a Sacramento connection. I think so. This is yeah. not anything military related. No, it's uh, Dwayne Coswell, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I think his son is on this team, and I think they're kind of. Um, I think they're cause is that i think that his goddaughter there was a unfortunate tragic accident and i think they're kind of almost playing for money to go to the 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 reason why the okay. tragedy happened or something along those lines yeah. i don't but yeah it's not a it's not a military i think it <laughs> okay has to well that's with, still that still hits hits you in the heart street yeah but i was yeah. thinking these are going to be like Purple Heart winners that I'm out there booing in a costume. No, no, on I don't. Wednesday night, I was going to rein it in a little bit, just a little. I mean, not everything, but just a little bit. Okay, that's interesting to know. Um, I, I'm excited for this environment, Chris. I don't. I'm not expecting fifteen thousand in the building, but I think it'll they, be raucous. Yeah, and they've sold. I think at last, this was a rumor, but I think they've sold like close to seven thousand tickets. Uh, up front and i think you know you you may get a lot of walk up and sure and all that some of the parts of the arena will be blocked off uh the way it's been explained to me um and so you know a bit of a different like setup or layout compared to like maybe a tech game down on the floor but and these games go quick so the before your game tonight at six because your your tip is set for eight o'clock the air raiders are tipping at eight o'clock but at six o'clock you have the university of texas team going against the university of new mexico team and, you know, the Texas team has got Cam Ridley, Mick Cabongo. I think Kerwin Roach may or may not be on this team, I think. But, um, you know, and they're they're uh, coached by Reggie Freeman, who was a longtime tech nemesis from whenever he was playing for Tom Penders back in the day. When, whenever Lance uh, Hughes and Sasser and that whole group, that they were they had some great rivalries. And then the New Mexico team is coached by Kenny Thomas, a uh, longtime NBA guy as well that played at University of New Mexico. So you would get the winner of that 6 o'clock game on, on Friday night. And the Elam ending, man, is awesome. I mean, I watched it play out in front of uh, every, all the media did yesterday when they were scrimmaging. And the, the, the one team that had led the entire scrimmage, they stop it with four minutes and they set the, you know, and, and so to, for those that don't know, the team that's winning, you, you just have to score eight more points. If you're behind by seven, you would have to score 15 points. So they just, whoever's winning, add eight to it. That's the target score. The clock comes off, and then you just play. And it's like open gym until until that total is reached. And my man Parker Hicks drained a three 
to win the win the game from the team that had been trailing the whole game. And so the oh, Elam really? ending, yeah, he, he drained <laughs> it. So uh, even got a little shimmy out of out of P Hicks. <laughs> Uh, Todrick Gocher was awesome in, in the in the scrimmages. Uh, he's been – you could tell he is a pro. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just – I think it's going to be a lot of fun for, for fans that don't have a lot going on this time of year. If you're into tech basketball, man, you will dig it. And as far as the Elam ending, I'm still very conflicted on it. I don't know if I want to revolutionize basketball entirely based around it, but – it's really interesting, Chris, and I I do feel like it gives a trailing team more of an advantage in those final minutes than in a regular setting because the team that is leading can't then just close out the game based on, you know, like free throws or, or things like that. You've got to truly continue to play basketball, have productive offensive possessions, and I don't know why I feel like the leverage is there for the losing team at that time, but... And what my small limited sample size has been of taking this in, it's just like that leading team, when that moment hits, can get so freaking tight that rim <laughs> becomes like, you know, I mean, the smallest rim there's ever been. And it really adds an entirely different dynamic to the finish of the game. Maybe that's just yeah. me. I don't know who the advantage lies to in that. Well, one. yeah, you can't milk the clock. Yeah. Um, you know, because it does it, it's, it's a non factor. Um, now I will tell you, if you're a bad free throw shooting team, this could end up saving you. Uh, right. The Elam ending could end up saving you. So there's different components of it. Bottom line is, think of it this way: this is meant to entertain people in the best way, and that's the way it, it's set up is to entertain. Um, well, and it's playing. just a it's just a wild vibe, right? Like the coaches, you get some characters out there. Do you remember the coach that Tech faced last year in the first game? The dude looked like he just got off work at a sporting goods store, and he was he was sweating <laughs> and yeah. he had a ball cap on. Yeah. This looked like it was part of his community service or something. But <laughs> these are like like there's a lot of uh, NBA flavor oh, yeah. uh, in in this particular region. I don't know about every other one of them, but yeah. I think this is an event that seems like it's getting more elevated and polished as the years go along. Gotcha. Um, and and these uh, the, the, these owners of this or this idea have been have been pretty smart because you're right it's in the sweet spot there's nothing going on and and us folks love love us some live sports yep. and so yeah mm -hmm. I think everybody's uh, all in and excited about it and the real question is are the doors to Club Red going to be open for your boy this week or are we going to have to make our own Club Red on the concourse you have any info on that. <laughs> I, I I do not. No, There's a lot I, of people I, out there, I think, that could use that info, wondering what they need to get done in the parking lot, or if they can take it up to Club Rizzi, baby. Okay, looking forward to that, and hopefully we'll have plenty more on this as the week goes on, if Texas Tech, of course, or the Air Raiders, I should say, uh, can get some wins. So uh, we'll see how it turns out. We are switching gears in a big way. To wrap it up, coming up next, we're going to get to college football, and two guys specifically, Joey McGuire, and Jeff Trailer speaking recently at the Texas High School Coaches Association about portal protocol, essentially. We all know it's an entirely new era. And of course, from coach to coach, you've got different approaches as to how you defend your roster, but also possibly consider other shopping options elsewhere. We'll get to it next on Locked On Texas Tech. Thanks for joining us once again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or wherever you got this podcast so you never 
miss an episode. Back to wrap it up with a football conversation today, Chris, and it's a result of conversation had at the Texas High School Coaches Association. I want to let you hear two pieces of sound here from Tech Head Coach Joey McGuire and UTSA Head Coach Jeff Trailer talking about their approach to the portal. And I, I, I want to kind of get your thoughts on the juxtaposition here. Uh, because they're kind of talking about two different things as it relates to the portal. Coach McGuire is talking about uh, protecting the roster that he's already got, somewhat re-recruiting guys. And Coach Trailer is also talking about, in some ways, being truthful in this portal game and trying to remain competitive. He's talking about when guys reach out to him uh, from elsewhere, then what is the response? So, want to get some thoughts on both ends of this spectrum because it's not just a one-size-fits-all kind of game when you're talking about the transfer portal. Here first, let's get to Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire. I actually talked to one of my former players um, that's coaching now, and I said, uh, you know, I, I spent 20 years in South Dallas. Uh, I, I know how to make sure that the Cedar Hill players stayed in Cedar Hill. And um, so we take that same approach. And, and a lot of it is, y'all have heard me say it, and if you, you know, Mike, you've been in our building, and Sam, you've been in our building. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, there's a lot of energy. We care about each other. And so that's constant, you know. And, and um, I ask our coaches continuously, you know, check on these guys. Talk to, you know, so-and-so's dad. If I've talked to a dad, follow up with him, make sure that, you know, we're all on the same page in the direction we're going, um, not uh, being scared to have hard conversations and, and understanding, you know, that this is what we feel is best for our players and best for our team. Um, you know, but it's constant. I think uh, with anything, you know, even in the business world, if you're very successful, you should be every single day, you know, at Dave Campbell, y'all are elite. You sh they should be recruiting y'all's roster every single day to make sure that they're not going anywhere. And he just made friends with Dave Campbell reporters, enemies with Dave Campbell uh, employers. I don't know. Maybe got him a raise. Uh, that's talking about defending what is already in-house. Now, UTSA head coach Jeff Trailer talking about when you get a call from somebody else's house and they're asking about joining the crew. Here's Coach Trailer. When those kids reach out to me and they want to leave, I tell the kid I'm going to call their position coach and I'm going to have their position coach call their head coach or I call the head coach. That's what I do. And then it's, it's right for the kid because he might be trying to leave a situation where the head coach plans on taking care of him and he's leaving before he even knows. So I don't, I won't be specific. And I know I've been, some people say, well, why won't he name the names? My, my buddies know who I call. I, mean, I call them. And so far, every kid that's called me wanting to leave that place, when I call the head coach and they get back in there together, the kids have never left. So obviously they, it went good for that kid and that coach. I would hope somebody do the same for me. I'd hope they call me and just say, you know, your kid's out shopping around. You might want to talk to him. The pressure is just so large and the money's so big. It's made a lot of us... Even me, at times, question how true can I stay and still be competitive? 
<laughs> a lot to digest there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll touch on uh, Joey first. I mean, I, I think uh, he—that's as transparent as I think he could possibly be. In that, uh, hey, we, we try to keep it real, and I try to keep it fun. This stuff is supposed to be fun. If you're in our building or you're in our program, we we want you to be having so much fun that you just don't want to go see what you know, if the grass is greener elsewhere, but make no mistake, they coach you hard. Joey coaches as hard as anybody has I've ever seen uh, on this campus. And I think people may not believe that because they, all they see is nice, positive posing in picture Joey. And, and he will get right in the middle of you and coach you, but he also loves these guys up and keeps it very light you know, as, as much as anybody as I've ever seen. And it's, it's like, it's a, like we say all the time, it's a vibe. And like, when you walk into that building, man, it, it, there's just constant energy and feel good and positivity and all those things. And I think, but he's also not afraid to tell a guy you're way behind right now. Like you're, you're not in the mix. And unless you get better, you know, I mean, or, you know, what, whatever, just having very hard conversations, I think, is what you hear him describe. And so, so far it's worked. I think they've lost a few guys. I think, uh, I mean, you know, losing Rezzy Pearson is probably the most high-profile guy that he's lost since he's been here. Maybe, you know, Kobe Miner. Uh, but, you know, Reggie was passed up on the depth chart and Kobe Miner wasn't going to start, wanted to start. And his brother wanted an opportunity as well. Indiana was willing to to, to make that. Uh, move. Uh, I guess Oklahoma was willing to make uh, Reggie a starter, and so you know uh, you're, you're you're just fine back here. But it's just yeah, it's interesting hearing how Joey's brain works as far as that environment because you just try to make it fun, and so they don't want to leave. Hard conversations, man. That that's the key there. I think. I mean, he isn't a sales job at the end of the day. I know there's yeah. football coaching as well, but big aspect of it is a sales job. And in any of those capacities, if you're not going to have candid brass tax conversation up front, you will have them eventually. And maybe not in the context that's as pleasant if you're having it further down the road. That's what really stuck out to me about Coach McGuire. What do you think about Coach Trailer? Yeah, you know, when I first read this headline, I thought it was uh, – I thought I, – I misunderstood the context because I thought it was – when he finds out somebody's trying to come after one of his players, he just calls the other head coach and confronts them. But instead, it's he's trying to do people a solid, whether it's be player or coach, and say, "Hey, man, I've heard from one of your kids. Uh, you know, like you know, I'm, I'm I'm being transparent and upfront." But he he's uh, I, I like uh, I like both of these guys, and it's funny because they're both really good friends. They're both longtime high school coaches. Uh, they are. Uh, they're kind of cartoon character ish in, in some ways. And I love that about both of them, but um, <laughs> I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was interesting that, that Jeff trailer says at the very end of that, that clip, <laughs> I, I don't know how competitive I can be if I'm not, you know, I've got to, you know, or how honest I can be. I mean, he's just kind of the way he phrases it. He's like yeah. doubting his own principles as, as he kind of well, tails off with his soundbite there. He's, he's, he's letting everybody know subtly. I am the honest one. And boys, I just don't know how much longer we can win games with me being so damn honest. Yes. yes <laughs> and like... that may be truthful, but pardon my life of being a college sports fan. I'm a little skeptical that that wasn't <laughs> a specifically intended message, I guess, to include there. But 
if he's doing that, more power to him. But I'll tell you, uh, the answer to that question at the end, how long can you keep being that honest and competitive? Probably not very long, Jeff. You, you got to quit calling these other guys. When you're when good players want to join your roster, you probably should quit giving the other guys a heads up. I wonder how often that actually happens, either with him or anywhere else in the country, because I think it would take a very special relationship to find yourself wanting to do something like that, because at the end of the day, it is an ultra-competitive business, which I guess every business uh, eventually becomes. Uh, but some interesting perspectives there from Coach McGuire and Coach Trailer. All right, Chris, uh, going to see you at United Supermarket Serena in just a few hours and hopefully further on into the weekend for what should be a wild and woolly affair, man. Looking forward to it. Maybe we'll have some uh, winning hoops to talk about tomorrow. I, I would plan on it. Uh, we will do that, and hopefully we can keep this thing uh, going. And uh, hopefully, yeah, a lot of people out there tonight. And if not, I think it's on ESPN+. Plus. So, yeah, looking forward to it, man. Hope to see you out there in the – you're going to be in the, the the club there. On, well, know, if it's open, I'll spend some time there. But, uh, yeah. no, I'll be in a seat. Uh, I think 111. Hit me up. Let me know that you're listening to Locked On Texas Tech. I, I tried to get near a tunnel so I could just really let these guys hear my messages of inspiration. Uh, as they hit the floor. Okay, looking forward to that and looking forward to being back with you coming up tomorrow. Enjoy it as always, Chris. Thanks for the time. Yes, sir. Keep hope alive, everybody. And subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. For Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech. <laughs>